The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. Here we go, Talkin' Buds Leaf Show. I think if you polled the fan base and based on the main discussion point in the media right now, a lot of people would probably say that the biggest talking point around this Leaf team currently is Joe Wall and his 961 save percentage. And that is a massive talking point. And if you wanted to argue it was the biggest one, you could make a legitimate case for it. But I'm sorry. William Nylander is arguably one of, if not the best wingers in the game right now. And he's doing it night after night after night after night. Yes. The classic bet on yourself. Um, In the offseason, discussing how much money the guy wants. I think I even said, like, I don't know, there's not enough room. We can't pay this guy that money, and he's just shoving it all up our asses right now because he's, he's the best player on the team by a mile. And have you ever seen – like, we need to get one of those SO medals, House League SO medals for most the most improved. improved. Like, have you ever seen an NHL hockey player who was already, like, pretty elite to start with just continually get better year after year after year after year? Like, it's, it's pretty – like it's almost like Matthews has peaked already, and he and he's not and he's never gonna have that same season that he had a couple seasons ago. William Nylander, it's like the best is yet to come for this guy. I, I don't want to go down like beat this horse into the ground, but when I when I look at William Nylander, I come back to the thing I've said. There's two points I've made about him continuously. One is I think that he is a massive sort of study in confidence. Like, this guy's confidence is through the roof right now. Like, you look at the goal in Dallas that he set Morgan Riley up with. He went in there and outbattled two guys for the puck, got it back, made a move. Made another guy right on, an idiot. Made it, put it right on Riley's tape. And he, it's just like you can see the the exuding confidence coming from him. And the second one is is maturity. And what I mean by maturity is, I think sometimes we forget how young these guys are when they come into the league. And how you you come in the league, you're playing guys who are way older than you. It's super intimidating. You're not, you haven't fully come into your. I think everybody matures at a different rate, though. Yes, yes, and 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 Babcock used to always talking about men playing against men and man yeah. strength, and like that's what William Nylander is right now. He's he's a veteran player in the league, and he's he plays like it. It's it's really 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 incredible to see. And you've got John Tavares right there with him. They both have 11 points um, through the first couple weeks of the season. And it's like, it's, I think, I don't want to take away from Johnny because we gave Johnny his, uh, his, his flowers last week about how every night you check the, the score sheet and there he is. But like, William Nylander is a force and John Tavares has, has sort of nestled perfectly in with him. And the two of them, and again, I feel like I need to come on here and, and continuously eat crow for my take at the beginning of the season that I was sick of seeing those two play together because they're like Matthews and Marner are Matthews is scoring and Marner got one against Dallas, but they're they are carrying this team's offense. You could make an argument that Tavares, Marner, Bertuzzi 
is their first line right now from a production standpoint? I mean, Nylander? Yeah, sorry. Tavares, Nylander, Bertuzzi. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I'm, I'm of the belief. I know John has a great start and has all those points, but I'm of the belief that this, that Nylander, you could throw anybody on Nylander's line right now. Like, take Tavares off it, replace it with two other guys, and I feel like he would be producing at the same clip. I think he's the absolute driver of that line. I think, I think Tavares is just getting in his spots where he can, like, he, he really is a guy where you, if you just put him in his spot where he can be successful, which is in and around the net and give him the opportunity to shoot. Like he's the guy can still put the puck and put, put the biscuit in the basket. Like there's, there's no two ways about it, but I think Nylander is the best player on this hockey team right now, more than Matthews, because I, I, I'm, I've been hypercritical of Austin Matthews because of the contract and everybody just anointing him as the second best player in the league, which you might want to talk to Jack Hughes about that. Um, but like I, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were trying to make the excuse that Matthews was struggling because Marner was struggling. And it's like, you think Willie needs anybody right now on his line to make, get anything going? No. Um, like, like that, that that's why William Nylander is the best hockey player on this team right now, in my opinion. I don't think you you could put me and you with him, and I feel like he would still be creative. Yeah, because the guy's confidence is through the and roof. Here we are talking about Austin and Mitch five on five. Like it's not like they're uh, like awful, but like you know, like we expect them to be. Well, they're the two highest paid players on the team. Well, like, we'll, hold on, we'll talk about them in in a second because I thought Keith Keith made some comments about them yesterday, but ahead of the Dallas game. But uh, I just want to say. I don't want to leave this line for a second. I want to talk about Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, he he is somebody who I think has really sort of he's battling an injury. Um, the Leafs have confirmed as much, and well, that's his mo, man. That's his mo. Like we had we had sick wings, as that line, but I don't we don't had, care if you're battling an injury, then sit out. Well, he it's clearly the team's decision, and he and the team have decided he's good enough to play. But he's 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 had a. Difficult Rob, I have time. I've seen Tyler Bertuzzi finish a check in seven games for a guy who's supposed to be so physical and stay and, and get into the rough stuff. And I know April's a different story, but I don't think I've seen Max Domi or Tyler Bertuzzi finish a body check in seven games so far this season. Okay, so I'm going to ask you why you think that is. I don't know. I thought they were supposed to be physical players who weren't afraid of the rough stuff. So are you buying into anything to do with like, you know, they're still trying to find their way in a absolutely. new system? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and the no. point I'm trying to make here is I think Bertuzzi looks, he seems to, they brought him in here to be the left winger with Matthews and Marner, but I thought he's looked pretty good in the couple of games he's been on the wing with Tavares and Nylander. I think Nylander, to, to the point we're making about Tavares and what you just made about you could put you and I there, I think Nylander is on such a level right now that if you need to get a guy going, put him on that line with Willie, help him get his confidence up. And yeah, I think I don't, I think he's been, he's been a pretty good fit there for the couple games he's been there. I think he's looked awful all season. I don't, he can't skate. He can't handle a puck. As soon as he gets the puck on a stick, he swarmed immediately. Like he cannot create any space for himself. He hasn't finished a body check all year. He hasn't done anything physical all year. Um, I, I, I'll give him, like 20 games to get going here. Like it, it, again, like the, these are new guys in a new system. And we've talked about this in the past couple episodes, like that top power play for one of the power plays against Dallas was out there for two minutes. Like, so it's like you're, you're secondary on this team. Like that's just, you got to start with that. And I think it's going to take him and Domi a while 
to get used to that. But I think the easiest thing to do as a hockey player, if you want to get yourself involved in a hockey game, is finish a check. I saw Max Doby with the opportunity to finish five to six checks against Dallas. Didn't do it once. And I, I don't really understand that. Like, it's got to be, it's gotta all, be all mental. Off season, we were just talking about how we love these guys because they're not afraid to get in it. They, I, they're, not, they're not hitting anything. It's, to me, it's, it's mental... Because, like I said, they're they're thinking. Like I I mentioned in the last episode that I heard Mike Johnson on the radio say that he can see Max Domi thinking out there, and I completely agree. Like he had the he had the good third period with Nyes against Tampa, but yeah, I think it 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 continues to be a mental battle for these guys, and and I think it speaks to sort of the culture of this Leaf team. I think when you come in here, like there was a lot of talk in the off season about how they internally wanted to eliminate this narrative of the core four, which I would say it's the core five. You throw Morgan Riley in there. But they wanted to eliminate that narrative. But, like, you're not eliminating that it's narrative. Impossible. That is what this team is. This team is built around these four, five, six skilled guys. Like, they're the, on the ice 24-7. Yeah, exactly. So I think, I think when you come in here, you have to find your spot. And to me... Bertuzzi kind of had a, a more clearly defined spot they had in mind for him than Domi did. It was very much like he's going to be the left winger with Matthews and Marner. And I think whether it's the injury, he struggled there. Those two guys, Keith said it yesterday, those two guys themselves are have not been great. He said yesterday he doesn't see any crisp passing between the two of them. He thinks they're working out like early season kinks. Mitch Marner, he got the goal against Dallas, but I, I, I refuse to believe that guy is fully healthy. Like he, he just looks like he's we stop. No, but he has to be. Odd, but man. he has. Like, but so, so, but like, what other reason is it? Like, there, I don't the, know. the guy just didn't I don't think start. He's injured, man. Like, but the guy, but the guy just didn't show up this year. Marner notoriously in his career has been someone who, like, he, he's, he start like when the. When the game is more wide open, so earlier in the season is when he's at his most dominant, and he he just makes he's back to his like overpassing. He's trying to make cutesy little backhand passes. Like what happened against Dallas when he shot the puck? He scored. Yeah, and no, he's, he's been allergic to shooting the puck. Yeah, that, that's a fact. And so he's just I just don't. He has a good shot. Like it's like I don't know why he doesn't shoot the puck. He's either injured or there's something going on outside of the game that it, that is weighing on him mentally because like I just I don't like if he was just getting squeezed out that would be one thing. Like like that's kind of what happens in the playoffs. He just tries to create and there's no room to create so he becomes less effective. But you watch the puzzling decision making out there and it's just. Something's wrong. Something something is not right there. Uh, I mean the guy the guy got married. You know, he could have just had a time this off season and just didn't really have the 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 focus of getting getting in the normal shape that he's gotten in. But I I when you watch Nylander play right now, like he's stripping pucks and he's going right to the net. Like I've, he's cutting right to the net. He is he doesn't give a shit. And I find Matthews and Marner are just trying to be a little too cute. Like they're just trying to. Pass it around, pass it around, pass it around, and then they kind of just get lost in trying to do that. And then the puck and the puck gets tipped out. Some guy intercepts a pass, and then it's out. Like just those guys need to like shoot the puck more and and bring it to the net a little bit more. Well, another That's thing, what Willie's like Willie's unreal right now with that. Another thing with that top line that that I will say in their defense is I think they're getting a lot of defensive minutes right now because the second line 
you can't put the second. The second line is providing tons of offense, but you're not going to put that line out there in a defensive situation. The third line, yes, you've got Camp out there to sort of help with Nyes and Domi, but like the two wingers on that line are not defensive hockey players. So you've put Yarncroc, as much as I sat here and lamented them putting Callie Yarncroc up with Matthews and Marner, you've put Yarncroc up there because he helps, he, he's a good, he's responsible defensively. And so those guys are getting a lot of face offs in their own end right now. Yeah. I, I still don't want to see that guy on that line. Well, that, 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 you, is, that is not that is not gonna going to be. Well, who would you who would you put? I want to say Matthew Nyes there, man. Yeah, like let's like Matthew Nyes. Like there's a couple. T- like he made he he made a bad decision on the goal against where like like Mike Johnson pointed on the broadcast where he just kind of lazily flipped it out. He didn't skate it over center, put it in deep, and then they went and changed. It was a weird change, and then they Dallas had the ability to score. So he makes some like weird mistakes like that sometimes, but. Like this guy shows so many flashes of like brilliance sometimes, but just the decisions he makes, how good he is at stripping pucks, like on the goal on the power play goal for Bertuzzi, the way he like just contorted his body and somehow kept the puck in play. And like that was an unbelievable play. The guy can shoot. I know he's got a lot of offense in there. And I just I, I just really want to see him get more of an opportunity to because I think he can put the puck in better than Bertuzzi. And Domi, he does. He does have a ton. I think of he offense. has a very high ceiling so, offensively. So you would, but, but the problem is, and I think this is what Sheldon Keefe is trying to figure out is, it's clear that if Max Domi is going to provide some offense, he needs somebody to play with. He can't. He can't do it all himself. I, yeah, I feel like every team. This isn't. This isn't just Leafs. I feel. I feel like the Oilers struggle with this too. It's like trying to find the right mix of spreading it all around and also loading up because there's those games where dry saddle McDavid play together. But then if you talk to anyone who watches the Oilers on a, on a long-term basis, they say that they're at their best when dry saddle McDavid split apart and they're spreading out the offense a little bit more. So I feel like every good team in the league, other than like Colorado or Vegas, because they're just absolutely ridiculous, but it's really hard to spread around the wealth. Like usually you have two lines that, that are producing or just one loaded line that's producing. And you're always trying to find more out of your third line. So I think in that sense, I know Keith likes to just shuffle the lines all the time, but that's always going to be a fluid situation. Like there's going to be times where a third line's contributing. And then when it's not, then you're going to start seeing kind of like different changes of like, yeah, he wants, I, that's a good point. Like Max Domi, he, he almost needs nice to get more points. But at the same time, it's like, I want to see Matthew nice get like, 50 points in his rookie year and score like 20 goals. Cause I think he's capable of doing that. And Callie Yarncroke is just like, is he that good defensively as a winger? Like Austin Matthews is a pretty good defensive center. He's always been like, you know, I, don't, I don't know. I would just like to see Matthew and I get more of a well, chance to provide offensively. But I think, but that's the point I was trying to make is I think that that first line is getting a lot of defensive responsibility and assignments right now with Yarncroke up there because Matthews is, is a great 200 foot centerman. Marner's a great 200-foot player, penalty killer, and Yarncroc's a defensively responsible player. And if you go, like I said, the second line, you they're not a defensive line. They're they're not. The third line, you've got a centerman who is who is out there to try and provide some sort of defensive responsibility with two p- hockey players who aren't def- like Domi and Nyes. They also have no other center. Yes, yes. Like- and then, and then you got the fourth line with Pontus Gregor. Yeah, that's and just, they're Reeves. all kind of thrown together. Yeah. So I think I, we're still 
seeing this this juggling act happen, which I think is going to happen for a while. All year. Yeah, I think it's going to happen for a while. But I, I'm with you. I'd, I'd like to see Nyes get a look on that top line. I think he's... I think he's so capable of... Per- like, I think he's, like, a really great... He has a high ceiling in terms of putting the puck in the net yeah. and creating plays. I know he's got a lot to work on. He's made some silly rookie mistakes at times, but I think if you want that line to be better five-on-five, five, I think he could he, he could really help that line. Yeah. And he could boost his confidence in having a great rookie year, getting 50 points and getting close to 20 Genos. Like, I would like to see that for him. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text hope ny. Four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS. License partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. LA, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, I think one of the, the things now will we'll come to uh, Mr. Joe Wall that, like, obviously him being, uh, having a 961 save percentage and looking the way he's looked is great, but what... The, one of the bigger things he's providing is he's allowing Sheldon Keefe to sort of tinker with his lines and pairings a little bit by bailing them out by making huge saves. So if they if they do have a shift out there where they are caught out of position or they are hemmed in or whatever, Wall is bailing them out where Sam Sonoff was not. So when you have a goaltender who can't make a save, you it sort of heightens the pressure of trying to find your line combos, trying to find your defense pairings, trying to figure out what works best. Whereas when you've got a goalie out there who is making the stops... It's it makes such a huge difference, and this early in the season, it's buying them time to kind of figure out okay, what what is the best way to sort of put this puzzle together? The Toronto Maple Leafs get the goaltending they're getting from Joe Wall, which I know it's it's extremely difficult to keep up a nine sixty one. And ever since he came in against Tampa, I'm pretty sure he's like a nine seventy nine. Like he's been ten out of ten good. If this team can get that goaltending, they're going to be unstoppable in the regular season. I, if they if they if this guy is turns out being if he finishes the year with like a nine twenty nine thirty, they are going to win the division and they are going to be an unstoppable force. Well, I've texted you a couple times and I've said it would it would just be such a game changer. Listen, 
I, I, I've posted a couple clips on our social about Joe Wall, and you get the classic, oh, go Leaf fans. Oh, Leaf fans, guys, a couple good games, and you're ready to uh, give them the Vesna. You have to, you have to hope, though. You have but to believe. If, if, if Joe Wall can be a number one goalie level, no one is sitting here saying that he needs to be Andre Vasilevsky. Why can't Joe Wall be Aiden Hill, though? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If if no one is saying that he... No one is sitting here putting the, the pressure on this guy to be a Vasilevsky-type goaltender. But if he can be a top 10 goalie in this league, that is just such a game changer for this franchise. It, it's such a game changer. A game changer for any franchise, really. And it's like, all... But, but I think also for this one, because the classic line about the Leafs is... They haven't had a homegrown goalie in decades. And also their defense is suspect at best. Yes, so, yes. I mean, there's nothing that applies to any team in the league. There's nothing that covers up more mistakes than great goaltending. Yeah. So I it's I think I think we're all sort of proceeding with caution here, where it's like everybody just it's really exciting. The guy has looked amazing. Without question, the best thing about him is his is his demeanor. Like he with like when you and I know Samsonov is struggling, and a better version of Samsonov isn't as swimmy. But when you compare the two of them this early in the season, Samsonov is is yeah, the ex- around. It's the exact type of goalie that that doesn't inspire any confidence. He looks absolutely lost out there, and he's yeah. you're right, he's flailing yeah, he's around, flailing around. Yeah, Wool is just like the guy, steady is, Eddie, like steady Eddie, go man. post to post like nothing. He looks yeah. so. Control. He looks so in control of his body. Yes, in the net. Yes, it's like ridiculous. And confidence again. Confidence yeah. is so important, especially from a goaltender. It permeates the rest of the team. Yeah. Just like what? Willie Nylander's confidence is permeating through his line mates right now. Yeah, Wall is doing that for the Wall. I gotta say, honestly, can we just say Wall? Wall sounds so much better. Yeah, especially for being a goalie. But he wants to be called Wall. His confidence is permeating through the entire team right now. I think if you really like, okay, let's let's set the realistic expectation for this guy right now. Okay, for for to me, just having this guy being a legit option to is he going to win the Vesna? Like, probably not. And I don't really like. I don't want to set that expectation on him, and nobody is. So all those people commenting, being like classic Leaf fans, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is having. Like, Eli Samsonov is not a long-term solution in the net for this team. And I don't think anyone really believed he was. It was just like he came in last season. He had a good year. And just any time when you don't have a Vasilevsky type or or a UC Soros type, a guy who's going to be in your net for, for years and years, you're just hoping that the goaltender you have plays as well as he could play. And that's what Samsonov gave them. And I and I believe in Samsonov. I, think he's, I don't think he's an elite goalie, but I think he's a good goalie. I think the expectation for Wool is just them having a legit viable option going into the future where it's like, we could put this guy in the net. He's an NHL goaltender. He can make stops. It's just having a guy in your franchise, a goalie in your franchise that isn't, doesn't have a stupid contract or, or doesn't have a, a, an ego yet. Like, I don't know. It's just having a legit viable goalie option in your system. That's another thing about wall too. He's, he's uh He's got this year and next year at seven hundred and sixty-six thousand. And and I hope for his sake that he's signing a four million dollar contract in two years because it looks like is it looks like he's a UFA. No, he's an RFA. Oh, RFA, yeah. So yeah, he's not gonna have as much control. But um, 
But yeah, it's just it's just having the like it's just like we now have a goalie who's going to be in our system who's a legit option. Like that that's something that Leaf fans can get excited about. It's something I'm excited about. And I hope that he can just continue playing on this role here. Like Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I think I know they're going back to Samsonov Saturday night in Nashville. That's another thing. It's like we're not expecting this guy to start every game. Like you still need Samsonov to play and play like well when he's in because like they still need to be a tandem. We're also the, this day and age. Yeah, this day and age yeah. in the NHL, you, you need you need two goalies, and they technically have three because they've got Marty Jones down with the Marlies. Yeah, so, so it's yeah. I think uh, I'm, I'm glad you went on that ramp because I think that's so important. I think sometimes just with with Leafs Nation being what it is, I think some people get like super carried away. But I just think the prospect of having a goaltender who you're right, is a viable option that can stay in this franchise and is a guy that you're confident. Because even last year with Samsonov, it's like they brought him in and he played well, but you still... He was still a guy that they brought in who 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 the Capitals gave up on and you were kind of like, when is, when is the other shoe going to drop with this guy? Whereas like if, if Wall can string together like a, like some some a few months of, of quality goaltending here... You're right. It's just gonna. It's just gonna. The whole dynamic yeah, of this team is gonna everything. shift. Yeah, the whole yeah. dynamic of this team is gonna shift. Yeah, and then what you're praying for is he is elite. Like that's yes. what you're. That's what you're. That's what you're hoping for. Every team is hoping for that for any prospect that they have, especially a goaltender. Like you're just hoping that the way he's playing right now, it's like, hey, this guy. Obviously, he's not gonna have a nine sixty one for the rest of the season, but he's gonna be a a nine twenty guy who's just like really, really good. Yeah, like that's that's it. And I think regardless, last thing here before we before we get out of here, I think we're no go- no no no. We we still got to talk about one more guy. Okay, who who, who do you Morgan want? Morgan Riley. Oh, that's right. That's well, I I was gonna talk about the defense. I was gonna talk about the defense, but we can start with Riley specifically. Yeah, you want to take this one? I I think Morgan Riley almost needed this like Klingberg slap in the face on the power play because the way this guy has been playing, he is 100% playing like a number one defenseman right now. Um, his ice time is out of this world, especially the McCabe going down against Dallas. Guy was out there the entire game. Like he has points. Like he got two points against Dallas. The guy's got five points or he got two, he's, oh no, he's averaging, got seven points, got two goals. He's averaging assists. 23 minutes a night. Yeah. Like the guy, you know what? I, I think for all the criticism that was, that was thrown at that guy last season. I think you got to give him his props. I think so far he's their best defenseman by a mile, obviously. And I think he's playing like a number one defenseman right now. He's been that good. Yeah. I, I do think the, the Klingberg factor is real. I also think they've brought in Klingberg. We, we were joking about Klingberg last week, but like they brought in Klingberg to essentially help the defense produce more offense, which is sort of taken. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a conversation that was had between Shel- Sheldon and, and, Riley through training camp and in the offseason, which was we're bringing this guy Klingberg in. He's going to take a lot of the offensive uh, responsibility in terms of power play and what have you. And we need you to be our, like, if you look at their defense core, we need you to be our number one defenseman. And he look, he has stepped up and he looks fantastic. Yeah, but he's, he's also getting points. Exactly. Too. Exactly. And then we, so, and he's, he's just become such a, he's, he's another guy. Like he's just figured it out out there. Like, there's no bad pinches. There's no like boneheaded 
like jumping up into the offense. The goals he got against Dallas, he was he just he saw an opening, he took it. It's in the net. The best part about Morgan Riley, who I believe is going to be, I think he's a year older than me, so I think he's he's going to be thirty in twenty twenty four. The best part about Morgan Riley, and the thing you never have to worry about that guy, is the guy could skate, man. Like he's ne- like th- at the end of the day, he's always going to be a great defenseman or have the ability to be a great defenseman because the guy could just flat out wheel. And like that, that's what I love about him. Like, and I think I, I, there is nobody who's cheering for this guy more than I am. Yeah. Like, I, I just want him to be like, talk about just like, this, and he's, he's been through it all. That's man. why I said, that's why I said earlier, like, it's not the core four, it's the core five. He's a part of the core. He, he was my pick for captain before the name Tavares captain. Yeah. He's a leader in that room. Absolutely. He's, he's like, you look around at the rest of the defense, like, like we don't know. Have they said yet how long? Jake McCabe is going to be out. I know he's going to be out a couple of games, but if you look around the rest of that defense core, I mean, Riley and Brody have been pretty good together. Yeah, Klingberg is Klingberg. Like yeah. I'm not like when you see when I see people on Twitter going on about, oh my god, look at that giveaway by John Klingberg. It's like this is what he is. Like he's he's gonna he's gonna chip in for offense. He's gonna quarterback the power play, and he's gonna be a. You're gonna have to close your eyes when he's in his own end. Um, yeah, I think they're, they've got to be careful here. They've really got to figure this out. I think they're, they're in danger of running into the same issue they had last year with Mark Giordano, where Giordano, he looks, he's one of their best defensemen. He's been great. I think I, this guy's an animal, man. Talk about a guy who puts his body on the line. He's one of the, but he's one of their best defensemen. And and he did, he, he did ran, run out of gas in the playoffs last year. And so they've got to really watch him. Lilligren, I think Lilligren's okay. Like, there's some shifts where I'm like, oh, there, there you go, Timothy Lilligren. And then other shifts where I'm like, come on, man. And I said this last week, and I'm going to double down on it this week. This guy has to elevate into a top four defenseman. Because, listen, we all we all think and we all hope that True Living will make some moves towards the trade deadline to sort of bolster this defense. But, like, who realistically are they going to bring in? What, like, do, what do they have to give up? If any, exactly. Exactly. And what, what is he pulling in? Exactly. Like, you who know? realistically, like, they're going to bring in a depth guy at best. So yeah. so we need... I know, and they need a horse back there yes. so badly. So we need Lilligren to just be more consistent. I'm not saying he hasn't been bad. Before all you, everybody freaks out at me, I'm not saying he's been bad. I'm saying shift to shift, it's, it's, it's a bit inconsistent for me. So I would like to see him sort of elevate and become that top four guy. Yeah. That's what they need. And yeah, they just have a bunch of like three to like a, like they don't have a number two, like Riley sometimes plays like a number two and not a number one. Right now he's playing like a number one. They don't really have a number two. I think TJ Brody is a top four defenseman on most teams in this league, even though sometimes he's just like, I I just watching TJ Brody handle the puck gives me like, just like stick to just doing the simplest things on the ice because watching you handle a puck gives me anxiety. And then other than that, it's like Klingberg, Giordano, Lilligren, McCabe. They're all like four. They all slot from four to six on like any team in the league. Really, it's like it. it as of this podcast, they have not confirmed if. Uh, no, he is going to. No, there is concern. Jake McCabe is going to miss Saturday's game in Nashville. I'm thinking well, it's Connor Timmy's coming in. Um, no, he's hurt, man. He's hurt. Yes, he got hurt in training camp. Fuck, man. It's gonna be who's it? Was Simone Benoit? Simone Isn't he Benoit. hurt? I no, I don't think so. 
There you go. Here's Ryan and yeah. I aren't exactly up on our Toronto Marlies, but like we don't we don't pretend. Well, I'm too like busy we are. watching the games, man. Yeah. What am I doing? I'm supposed to be on Twitter every ten seconds? I got shit to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll have to see what they do from that standpoint. But the, it, it's going to mean more elevated minutes for Mark Giordano, which is something they're going to have to watch later in the year. And I'm saying, and I'm saying to him because I know you know the guy's just a, just a warrior. You watch him play, but it's like I. I'm saying to him as we get further into the season here, as we start to get into like Jan Feb, it's like Mark, you're gonna start taking some nights off, buddy. Like this is this is I'm Yeah, Con- Connor Timmons is hurt. Looks like Simone Benoit is playing in the in the minors. Like I don't think he's hurt, even though he was hurt at some point, I'm pretty sure. And then other than that, they got they got <laughs> they got nothing. <laughs> they got absolutely nothing, man. <laughs> Yeah, wow, they're 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 depth back there. Actually, that's sad. I'm sad. Connor Timmins is actually hurt because I actually think well, Connor he, Timmins is like a Connor Timmins hit little hockey player. Connor Timmins would have made the team out of camp if he wasn't hurt. I think he's like a good good hockey player. Yeah, like, I actually think he's a guy who could pass the puck and move the puck around. I talked about T.J. Brody playing simple hockey. I actually trust Connor Timmins to move the puck around. I'm not saying he's a defensive animal, but kind of sad that he's hurt. But whatever. Yeah, they, the we all we all know this. Wasn't. What? He would have made the team at a camp if he wasn't. We all know this team's depth is is no go. And honestly, most teams in the league that are that are up against the cap, their depth sucks too. It's mm. it's that's that's the problem with having this salary cap the way it is right now. It's just not a lot of teams have a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Uh, I think it's time to get out of here. We'll be back. God, that episode was better than the one on Sunday. Yeah, God, we'll be back. I was not in the mood. We'll be back. Well, we'll be back next Friday. Um. They got the LA Kings on Halloween night, and then they've got a stretch of interdivisional games. They've got the Bruins on Thursday, November 2nd. They've got the Sabres Saturday, Hockey Night in Canada, November 4th. They've got the Lightning the following Monday, and then they've got the Senators. So they've got a bunch of divisional games coming up here. Yeah, I mean... If they can continue to get good goaltending, if their top players like Nylander and Tavares can keep scoring, they're 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 going to be a formidable hockey team, man. Like that's just if they get the goaltending, I'm telling you, this team could they're going to do damage. I I I do want to just get your quick opinion on the one five and one Edmonton Oilers. Uh like, I mean, I feel I'm not going to like, I, I have nothing like, I have no ill will to the franchise itself. Like, I actually do feel bad that they're off to this start. McDavid's and hurt. They have no goaltending. Yeah, like, yeah. They, their goaltending is, if you're sad, like, I, I, Elias Samsonoff would be starting for them in, in one millisecond yeah. if he was their goalie. Like, you know, like, I just, but the I, 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 I have to laugh at the fan base. Yeah. I, I hate, I, I'm sorry, Oilers fans. I just, your fan base has so it's been a spoiled fan base in the history of the NHL, and I have no sympathy for you. But for Kenny Holland and some of the guys in that organization, I kind of feel. Yeah, um, the team yeah. again, a top-heavy team, no depth, yeah. man. No depth. Like it's, it's hard to have sus goaltending, man. Sus goaltending. Oh, yeah, terrible. sus goaltending. Yeah, terrible. All right, buddy. Just wanted you to comment on that pretty quick, and now we're going to get out of here. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, everyone, for checking us out. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. Spread the word. Tell your friends. If you're listening to the audio version, leave a leave a thumbs up, leave a comment, leave a review, five-star review. We really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, please. It helps us out 
Ryan and I are here. Every, whether you love us or you hate us, you got to respect that we're here every week pumping out content. So every takes one millisecond to hit that like button. Please go ahead and do so. We'll see you guys next time.